January 31, 1968, it was an opening assault that would come to be known as the Tet Offensive, particularly bloody period of the Vietnam War. North, Vietnam for North Vietnamese forces launched an attack on a strategically located air base in Sa near Saigon. The first American unit call to respond was that of Specialist 5 Dwight Birdwell, unknown to approximately 100 men in C Troop. They were moving to be taken on a full regiment of Viet Cong, likely to be more than 1,000 strong. They arrived. The troop engaged the Viet Cong forces. Specialist Birdwell's unit took the main brunt of the attack, with many tanks and vehicles disabled. When his tank commander was hit and gravely wounded, Specialist Birdwell got him to a place of safety and then took command. He knew his vehicle was on the first line of defense. So Birdwell stood in his commander's hatch at times, half exposed, at times standing entirely out of the tank, fully exposed, laying down suppressive fire on the enemy. He used the tank's cannon. He used the tank's machine gun. He used his personal rifle. He sustained fire, drove back the attackers, and created a place of relative safety for injured men behind the tank to take cover. He provided battlefield updates to his commanders until the enemy shot the communication system right off of his helmet. When he ran out of ammunition, he ran to retrieve an M60 machine gun and ammo off the helicopter that had been downed in a flight to keep firing on the enemy. And even when that M60 was hit by enemy fire, causing it to explode and send shrapnel into Birdwell's face, chest, arms, and hands, remained on the battlefield. When he was ordered to load onto the medevac helicopter, he complied. This I find amazing, only to crawl right back off the other side and to keep on fighting. That should call taking orders and causing trouble. <laughs> God love you. Only after reinforcements arrived and only after he helped treat the evacuees, his fellow wounded, did Specialist Birdwell agree to evacuate himself. At the time, Birdwell received a silver star for his outstanding heroism on the battlefield. It took decades for his commanding officer, then General Glenn Otis, to realize Birdwell had not received the full honor he had earned. But in retirement, General Otis made sure to correct the record and fully document Birdwell's actions to make this day possible. A member of the Cherokee Nation, Birdwell credits the Cherokee veterans who came before him and encourage him to serve when he called. And I might note, Native American communities, a larger percentage, serve in the United States Armed Forces at a higher percentage rate than any other cohort in America, than any other cohort in America. After leaving the Armory, Birdwell continued to build a legacy of service in his community in Oklahoma. He started his own law firm, served for 12 years on the Cherokee Nation Supreme Court, and he passed that legacy of service down to his daughter, Stephanie Birdwell, who's with him today, and who serves as the director of the Office of Tribal Relations at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Specialist 5 Birdwell, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And to your wife, Virginia, who I know wishes she could be with, here with you today, give her our love as well. I'm grateful for all you've given to our country, and that at long last, at long last, your story is being honored as it should have been always.